on your Wednesday episode of Locked On Raptors. Opening night for the 2023-24 Toronto Raptors is here. We will do a little temperature check on how we're feeling after the preseason of good vibes and winning basketball going into what should be a fascinating year for the Raptors. Plus, we do the stuff this podcast does best as we analyze the Halloween costumes of your Toronto Raptors and try to figure out what it tells us about what lies ahead in the five to six months to come. It's all coming up on episode 1500 of Locked On Raptors. Thanks for hanging. Oh, like, because when I shot, I expected to make it. So, like, I don't shoot kind of miss. You are Locked On Raptors, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. And welcome to episode number 1500 of Locked On Raptors, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. It is Wednesday, October the 25th. It is opening day for your Toronto Raptors. The Los Angeles Lakers are 0-1. All is right in the world. And I am your host, Sean Woodley. I've been covering the Toronto Raptors now for 10 seasons on various platforms. You can find all my work over on the website, formerly known as Twitter, at WoodleySean. You can find the show on Instagram at Locked On Raptors. And of course, please join us in the Locked Locked on Raptors Discord server. It's a wonderful place to be where all the sickos about the Raptors congregate. It's just the most fun. If you want to be there, be part of the season. Uh, you know, I'll be dropping my game thoughts as the games are going on in there throughout the year, uh, more so than the other website. So I uh, would love to see you in there. Link is in the description. It's free to join. Come and join our wonderful little community we got building around the show. As always, you can follow, subscribe to, rate, and review the podcast for free on all your favorite podcast apps as well. And let's get to it. It's opening day. It's episode 1500. It's a milestone. And we're doing something really weird and stupid in the back part of the show as well, which means only one guest could be on the show for today. It is Katie Heindel from Basketball Feelings and Dime. Katie, how the hell are you? I'm well. <laughs> I'm tired. I um, did did some live uh, NBA like opening night uh, shows yesterday. So mm -hmm. I feel like I was really on um, mm -hmm. for a lot of the day. And then I was like, am I ready for this? But then I reminded myself, uh, I won't be doing that every single time there's a game. <laughs> Just last night. But I'm good. I'm excited. I'm also really excited that uh, opening night for the Raptors aligned with a Wednesday. Mm -hmm. regularly scheduled appearance episode 1500 feels very fortuitous stars are aligned katie mm -hmm. it's uh you can almost say a little spooky which will uh you know tie into there. our our segments coming up later on as we are going to run through all the halloween costumes worn by the toronto raptors at their halloween party over the weekend and try to determine what it tells us about what lies ahead this coming season that's the fun stuff in store for later but we're going to begin with just a regular old temperature check, Katie, you know, it's been, I think, a pretty promising preseason. The Raptors, of course, 4-0. Scotty Barnes, statistically one of the very best players in the entire NBA in the preseason, which is very cool. Uh, you know, as our pal Joey Cash pointed out on yesterday's show, like a total 
180 from last year's very disappointing preseason for Scotty Barnes. Uh-huh. So who knows what kind of fun that portends. Uh, how are you feeling, Katie? Raptors, Wolves tonight uh, in Toronto. Love when they start at home. They seem like they start at home every year, which is a nice thing. They also seem to win these games most of the time. That game against the Wizards a couple of years back, notwithstanding. Um, you know, Jaden McDaniel's not available for the Wolves tonight either, so that sort of tilts things a little bit towards the Raptors, you'd think, as well. Uh, how are you feeling about tonight? How are you feeling about the season at large, having now seen the preseason and training camp and all of the good vibes seemingly emanating from the team once again? Not ready to make a call on the season at large. I will sure. say I am mostly excited for um, what is like a, a good matchup. I think this is like an excellent opening night matchup. It's like it's an exciting team. You're not just getting the Raptors against feel sad to. Yeah, <laughs> I was going to pick maybe the Wizards or the Magic. Um, <laughs> you know, you're getting a pretty good matchup, maybe not a marquee matchup, uh, but I think in terms of these two teams and the way that they both are kind of looking at the seasons ahead and what they want out of them pretty evenly matched. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I am most excited, and this will give me a broader sense of the season to come, but to actually see how the team plays, how they mm-hmm. how Darko cycles through lineups, how they respond. I noticed even in last night's, uh, I didn't watch the Warriors game. Mm-hmm. I went to sleep. Uh, but in that first, in the first Nuggets-Lakers game, there was a tapering off of energy in the fourth quarter. I get it. Mm-hmm. Opening night. It's also conditioning, right? So yeah. I'm kind of interested to see the same from Toronto. Um, I did watch, you know, the preseason games, but there's always a switch. Like there's sure. always a switch that happens or goes off. Uh, but so I think that this will help to inform me as to what this team is even going to look like going mm-hmm. through this season. Yeah, I mean, it's one thing to kind of do exactly what your game plan says you want to do, which for the Raptors seemingly is uh, get rebounds and run like maniacs off of them and try to score as quickly as possible, uh, which they did to incredible effect throughout most of the preseason. Mm-hmm. It's one thing to do that in the environment of the preseason where you're playing the Wizards or Cairns or the Kings defense the in Bulls. the first preseason game. Sweet the Bulls. Bulls, I mean, that game yeah. actually may be kind of... Uh, no, it was good. I know. Yeah, like they, they the rolled starters. It was nice. Yeah. Like it, it both, I think both sets of starters played like 30 minutes. Like I think there was some stuff to pull from that game, but there's totally a switch that you mentioned, right? That you get to the regular season. Everyone's trying. Everyone knows what your game plan is. There's, you know, I guess there's not a ton of tape. There's preseason tape, but you know, they start to get a little bit more knowledge about how they're going to shut you down. Uh, I'm fascinated to see. And I also think like this Wolves Raptors matchup is specifically interesting because I'm not sure the Wolves are the type of team that are going to respond super well to a team running down their throats every time. Like mm-hmm. Rudy Gobert, not exactly fleet of foot these days. Mike Conley Jr., love him, but he's getting up there. Like, I think it's going to be a pretty interesting test to see, um, you know, what kind of havoc the Raptors could wreak Conley upon a team. Slander. We won't. I love Mike that. Conley. Yeah. I love him. I'm just aware that he is longer in the tooth than most uh, on that Wolves team. Um, he's, man, they're way better off with him than D'Angelo Russell, though, I'll tell you that. Um, so it, I guess from the preseason, Katie, is there one thing that stood out as like, okay, that is the thing that has me like the most intrigued or excited or maybe kind of changed your opinion of where you were on this team a month ago versus now? Sorry, there's a squirrel absolutely losing its mind in the tree right in front of me. Um, that's why I was looking like really flustered. Not at what you were saying. I wasn't like, God, how dare you? Was like, what how dare you ask these damn doing? questions? Yeah. I think it's going to fall into traffic immediately. Um, anyway, that squirrel's excited about the season start. 
I think the energy shift, I know we've talked about it ad hoc. Mm -hmm. So, you know, like, I mean, ad nauseum, ad hoc means I should know this. Cobbled, cobbled together. <laughs> we talked about it a lot, but I think that's fair because uh, it's what the team needed the most. You know, it's what had really been lacking last year. It was super palpable. So I think the energy shift, I also think this is a bit ephemeral, but like Darko seems to really believe mm -hmm. in all of these guys and he's not too shy or like feels like he has to have a domineering kind of like coach personality coming in to say it. Mm -hmm. um, and I really like that. I really enjoy it. I think also like who doesn't, who couldn't stand to have someone just say they believe in them <laughs> again <laughs> after the season that the, the team went to that went through rather last year. So mm -hmm. I think that shift, um, the capability, I think they're also able to, deploy some of these rosters you and I talked about it like there have been some sticky moments or maybe moments where it seems like the games get a little bit ahead of them but there also seems to be a real technical leveling up mm -hmm. I think from most of the team I'd say even from some guys I didn't necessarily expect it from yet mm -hmm. so it'll be tested but um yeah I think probably the technical skill that's been on display and the energy has really helped like yeah change my mind yeah, I, I like the just yeah c coming to work every day and knowing your boss likes you and is like rooting for you is like a pretty nice thing as it turns mm -hmm. out. Mm -hmm. um, I think the thing for me, obviously, Scotty Barnes is like the the, the chalk answer. Like he looks yeah. incredible. He looks yeah. like he's got the conditioning where it's got to be for him to kind of be Scotty Barnes all the time, uh, which is really encouraging. I think the other thing too is just I think this team is going to have a lot of options, right? Like they're going to have tons of ways to play compared to last year it was like one one and a half ways to play i think it's just going to be night and day they're going to be prepared for different situations different matchups different types of game and i think they have enough guys and sort of differential skills in their second unit even in their starting unit where you kind of break out those starters into groups of two or three to pair with other bench guys like there's just a lot of optionality a lot of lineup versatility here and i think that is going to bode well over the course of 82 games and hell mm -hmm. like just the concept of getting 10 11 deep into a bench uh, we haven't seen that in years and i think that is really promising as just something to help you kind of navigate an 82 game season you know i think i've been kind of yearning for the Dwayne casey days of hey these guys are all gonna play they're gonna play at this point of every game we know when the subs are gonna happen i don't think it'll be that sort of regimented with darko but i do think we'll see a lot of guys get run and a lot of guys get some rope to work with too mm -hmm. or it's not gonna be you make one bad play and you're out for three weeks right like i think uh it's going to be a little bit more forgiving. And I think just that combined with the optionality, the ways they can kind of put their starters in positions to better succeed when maybe I think the starting lineup is actually maybe the one where they're least conducive to like everyone's strengths kind of being on display, having optionality to kind of switch those pairings up and, and sort of get some interesting groupings, I think is going to be huge for their ability to win games this season. I'm very excited, Katie. I don't know how good this team is going to be. I picked them for 42 wins, uh, but I do think they're going to be fun and interesting, which is really all you're looking for uh, out of an entertainment product over the course of six months. Uh, I'm looking forward to it all. And what I'm also looking forward to, Katie, is uh, getting into some dumb stuff. We're going to... <laughs> Look, we have done a lot of previewing of the season very seriously, talking about tactics and X's and O's and lineup combinations and big picture changes of uh, you know philosophy and all that. 
we're going to now get into the ethereal and we're going to take a look at the Toronto Raptors lovely Halloween party at Castle Omo from over the weekend and dig into some of our takeaways from that, which are obviously the most important thing portending whatever is going to happen for the Raptors this season. We will get to that in just one moment. Before we do that, however, I need to tell you about our good friends over at Prize Picks, which is the single best place to go and play daily fantasy sports. It's super simple. All you're going to do is pick two to six players on your given entry and whether they will get more or less than a given stat projection courtesy prize picks. If you get all those right, you're going to win up to 25 times your money on any entry. You can do this for football. Obviously, you know, the daily fantasy in football is a huge thing. Maybe you're someone who's a big Bills fan. You want to go put, you know, a little entry in for Josh Allen to get more than his projected yards total. Or if you're an NBA fan, you could do it on the NBA as well. Every sport under the sun is available over on prize picks and it's uh, again a super easy to use app very fun user interface go to prizepickscom slash locked on nba and use the code locked on nba for a first deposit match up to 100 again that's prizepickscom slash locked on nba and use the code locked on nba for a first deposit match up to 100 prize picks daily fantasy sports made easy all right, we continue on here with your first listen of the day, Katie Heindel, along as we uh, preview the Toronto Raptors season through the lens of Halloween costumes and their meaning. Uh, of course, if you have not yet seen the Toronto Raptors Halloween costumes, which if you're listening to this feels like something you probably would have seen by now, uh, <laughs> I'll link the Instagram reel uh, in the description if you want to go take a quick look through uh, the video you know, documenting all of the costumes on hand for the Raptors. Where do you want to begin? What was like the best costume, the costume that had you thinking the most after seeing them all on display? Um. I really respect and appreciate that there are no Joker costumes. I really yep. hope we're getting past <laughs> that era of NBA costume. I know there's like a new Joker movie coming out soon, so that mm -hmm. might not get my wish. But it's, I also it's, think Pablo Torre did an episode of his show today exclusively about Joker tattoos around the NBA, yeah. uh, which is a bit of an epidemic. But uh, yeah, yeah hopefully. but the costumes hopefully are on the out. So I was happy to see nobody did that. But um I did like Scotty Barnes's. I think it takes real courage to get in like a semi skin tight suit mm -hmm. um, when you're that size and really commit. I also thought it was pretty cute. So <laughs> I'm for like costumes that either make you look kind of like you're not like really, you don't care about how you look. Cause that's sure. the point of like a Halloween costume. You're not being like, but do I look good like dressed mm -hmm. up as this? Like dead, you know what I mean? Like is this Grim Reaper, like a sexy Grim Reaper or something? Um, so I like that he leaned into it. He looks pretty goofy. Uh, I think I liked Otto. I love a classic. Mm -hmm. So Otto Porter Jr. was a skeleton. No, he was a cowboy. Garrett Temple oh, was a skeleton. Okay, Garrett, yeah, Garrett Temple was yeah. a skeleton. Okay, so I did like Otto's as well. I like. I mean, talking about wanting to not caring what you look like. I don't think Otto Porter uh, cared about that. Like he was like, I, I know I look good. Uh, he, did look, he, looked <laughs> he had the fringe. He looked I mean, amazing. There's some, it's like sometimes it's like you look good in real life. You put on a costume, you're probably gonna look okay. Yeah. So yeah. he looked wonderful. I want. I hope he had that shirt to begin with, and just like borrowed the hat from somebody. Uh, mm -hmm. And then, yeah, I liked the classic skeleton because the face paint was kind of messed up, you know, <laughs> I, I really did enjoy that. I'm like done with a, with a Jack Sparrow yeah. costume, also given like Johnny Depp generally, but um, yeah. I did like, 
again, Darko had some pretty good commitment to that. He very much committed to it, which I think saved it. Like a half-assed like Jack Sparrow would have been yeah. really bad. Yeah. 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 Um, yeah. He he looked and smelled like rum, uh, which I think <laughs> is what you're shooting for. Um, yeah. Scotty is frozen. I thought really was a standout. I, I mean, can we talk about Grady Dick as Scooby-Doo, please? Uh, yeah. I, I think there's got to be an like, analysis of this. Do you like like a... I don't know if I like like a co- like a costume. I was gonna call it like a baby costume because I just assume it <laughs> like seems like onesie, the easiest. Yeah. yeah, it's like the easiest way to dress up a little kid, right? You mm-hmm. like put them in a cute little plush onesie. I know they make those for adults. Obviously, they make them for Grady Dick size adults, but mm-hmm. um, yeah, it certainly fits with his personality. It seems yeah, like. but so, uh, I don't know. <laughs> I think Grady's costume is saved by the fact there were some notably much worse and lazier ones, like uh, Malachi Flynn just putting on a Jason mask and saying they're done. He was in the video for like yeah. a split second as well. They're like, oh, he's Jason, and now we're done. Um, yeah. You know, perhaps indicative of his some role on the team. Some Squid Games felt like a bit lazy. Two Squid Games. Yeah, two Squid Games. I mean, Dennis it's kind of nice that they obviously Harper. were like aligned on this. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Though I'm like, one of them either had these cut. Co- I should have gone back and done this research before we talked. But I'm like, someone had these, because this was last year's costume, right? Right. Like, it's not even, like, two years ago. Uh, I don't know when Netflix shows even come out anymore. I think Squid Game's, like, three years old at this point. They already have, like, a game show in America based on Squid Game, which is a total misreading of it. Squid Game is supposed to be about, but that's uh, besides the point. But that's how long we are in the Squid Game progression. Um, But, (laughs) yeah, so I think, like, one of them obviously had these costumes, I think, left over Mm -hmm. with them. Surely, you know, it's I like the coordination Mm -hmm. points for that, but like not for the costumes. Yeah. If you're going to do a squid game costume, at least be like the big mean girl who shoots all the people. You know what I'm talking about? Like the weird doll. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Like you could do that. Um, Yeah. So I think my favorite of these and coming up after uh, the next break, we are going to dig into what each of these costumes might mean for the upcoming season for these guys. But as far as favorites, uh, uh, Scotty there. Can I ask you about Jakob Pertle, the unicorn with like a sweater and seemingly wearing a unicorn backpack as well? Oh, I didn't see the so backpack. He, okay. Yeah, like a unicorn wearing unicorn merch. It's just, it's a strange mixed messaging to me, Katie. I, I wanted to like it more. When I heard Jakob Pertle was a unicorn, I was thrilled. And then I looked at the picture. I was like, he's just wearing like a like a knitted sweater and a, a little horn and a backpack. I, I don't know, Yak. I feel like you could do more than that. Yeah, and this is like, I get it, like my culture is not your costume, but I don't think that applies to Austrian people. As an Austrian person, I can also say this. So I think he should have just gone with like, a, he's obviously got a Lederhosen on deck. Right, right. He's right. Got, or just like slap on some suspenders and like a frilly shirt and like a little hat. <laughs> and go do that. Some skis. And then skis yeah. as well. That would be funny. Mm-hmm. Or yeah. be a skier. Or like, old, like yeah. old, like, um... 80s 90s style like spandex like ski suit you know mm-hmm. zip it up come with the skis i guess maybe infringing on scotty's territory is frozone there um, like you've got the skis and the poles like it's i feel like that's some commitment you know it's mm-hmm. like not a crazy costume but it's you <laughs> did something I, last one we'll talk about here is just grading the quality of these costumes is Pascal Siakam, Nino Brown from New Jack City. I've actually never seen New Jack City. Um, and so I can only comment on just like the way he uh, sort of represented the pictures and clips of the movie mm-hmm. I've seen, which seems pretty darn well. This goes on top of a pretty good history of Pascal Siakam costumes. He was a hit a really good 50 cent last year. 
Is Pascal Siakam, <laughs> yeah. Katie? Yeah, like he's had some good ones. Uh, is Pascal Siakam to you one of the better Halloween costume guys in the entire NBA? Because it seems like he's kind cool. of building a rep for himself that way with the pop culture references that yeah. are not too on the nose. Like he's not being the Joker, but he's got really sort of recognizable, very good ones that no one else is doing. I think he's kind of nailed what Halloween is meant to be. Yeah, that's a good point. And he, you're right. He has done some pretty excellent ones throughout the years. And I think he, when we think of like these kind of over-the-top costumes, um, he does kind of get left off. But I like this because, I mean, it is, okay, it's annoying when you're like going to a party and someone is dressed as something that's like too referential to them. Mm -hmm. But I guess that is also the point of Halloween. Like you ask people like, what yeah. are you? Yeah. You add um, movies to your list of movies to watch. I've certainly added New Jack City to mine. Yeah. <laughs> so I, I like, you know, the personal interest aspect of the costume, for mm -hmm. sure. And yeah, take your rightful place in like the, the hallowed spooky halls of Halloween, NBA Halloween costumes, Pascal. Yeah. <laughs> We're going to come back on the other side, Katie, and dig into what these costumes mean, just sort of rapid fire style about what to expect from each of these players this coming season. Uh, congrats to, uh, I guess we landed on Scotty and Pascal as the best ones and Otto Porter, the suave ass cowboy. Um, yeah, yeah I, I think that's probably a decent top three. Garrett Temple's skeleton is an honorable mention. Um, but yeah, we'll get into the uh, the sort of what's in deck and what do these costumes tell us about the season to come momentarily. All right, Katie, let's round this out. We're going to run rapid fire through all these costumes and just kind of like a one-line hitter of, okay, this is what's going to happen this season. Just building off, inferring, extrapolating from the costume that these guys decided to wear before the season began. Pascal Siakam, Nino Brown, New Jack City. What does this tell us, Katie? I also haven't seen the movie, so mm -hmm. I can't say referentially like what it does for the character. But mm -hmm. I feel like leading, like we talked about earlier, taking on the leadership role of actually kind of hosting this party. I'm sure you had mm -hmm. some help in throwing it, but, you know, hosting this party, making sure it still happens, getting everybody together. I like that as a leadership role. Yeah, I think um, I truthfully feel really good about where Pascal's at with the team itself. The extension mm -hmm. stuff, front office. Very different. I think this is going to be a huge year for Pascal, though. And, uh, you know, the costume and the Halloween party hosting has done nothing to quell my excitement. Mm -hmm. Darko Ryakovich, Captain Jack Sparrow, rum-soaked as he was. Um, what does this tell us, Katie? This could go all sorts of different directions. <laughs> I mean, I think what I'm going to take from it is commitment to the bit. So, like, commitment mm -hmm. to the to the team, right? Sure. We saw some pretty, like, weak Nick Nurse costumes mm -hmm. uh, throughout the years, you know? Uh, like, what was it? Like his Murdoch mysteries. I think that was just, he was on the show. Did he use that as a costume too? I don't know. I feel like he did, but maybe you're right. Maybe I'm convoluting the two. Um, <laughs> anyway, his costumes were never that memorable, clearly. So I really like that Darko committed that he showed up looking kind of gross. Um, really like doing a over the top style pirate. I think it's fun. It shows he wants to, you know, show the team he's like not too, um, again, what we were talking about earlier, like not too serious, not trying to be too much of like a tough guy style coach. He's like wants to show them he's at their level. And also, he just seems like he knows how to have fun. Uh, and I like that. Mm -hmm. um, Nick Nurse 
uh, just to compare to Darko Ryakovich, uh, like could not be more night and day, seemingly stylistically, philosophically, and also Halloween costume commitment wise. Uh, in 2021, by the way, Scotty was the Joker that year. Uh, that yeah. was also the year that Pascal was McLovin uh, with the full badge good. and everything. Yeah, really good. good wearing the vest. Um, but this year it was the one where Nick Nurse showed up in a casual outfit and was dude with a sign. Oh, where he yeah. just had a sign that said LOL SMH TTYL like and another two... sign that read don't show up with a half-assed costume. Um, yeah. um I mean it's like two online, like it would have been two <laughs> online for anybody, but then there's like this thing with Nick where I'm like, are, like I was like, are you online like secretly? Well, apparently he just stuff? might have been. <laughs> because you are enough to see this like meme guy. Mm -hmm. You know? What was it, Mike Leonard's, the uh, the pre presumed burner account of Nick Nurse? Perhaps he was more online than we ever gave him credit for. Oh, Katie. I didn't know that. Oh, yeah. Uh, <laughs> look that up. It's uh, I don't know if it's confirmed, but it's pretty funny if it is. Okay. Um, all right, let's go. Uh, Dennis Schroeder and Ron Harper Jr., both Squid Game uh, characters. Harper, the get the guard. Schroeder, the front man. Uh, mm -hmm. I haven't seen the show in recently enough to know really the distinction. Uh, what does either of these guys' Squid Game apparatus tell us? um kind of like a recycled costume right mm -hmm. but like you you're commit you're you're communicating with each other and mm -hmm. so that's good the bench mob led by dennis schroeder and ron harper jr coming at you uh grady dick scooby-doo this one for me katie i feel pretty good about this what this says about grady's kind of Role on the team, right? Scooby-Doo is not doing the investigative work, right? He's not Fred. He's not Velma. He's not Daphne. But he's a really good supporting character. He's going to come through for you in the clutch. I don't know if he's going to go hotbox the mystery machine with anyone on this team. But uh, I think just having like a loyal companion is really going to be exactly what Grady Dick is on the floor. The fourth or fifth option there to hit threes, play defense as a team member, and get offensive rebounds. I feel like that is very much the Scooby-Doo role within the uh, the Mystery Machine crew, Katie. Am I, am I on to something here? Sure. I would also okay. love to see that weird, like, on-the-spot run mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. that they all do at some point from Grady this season on the floor. That would be cool. Love it. Uh, Scotty Barnes, Frozone. Uh, what does this one tell us, Katie? I, I, Frozone is an interesting character in The Incredibles. One of my favorite movies of all time, by the way. It's a good, it's a good flick. Um, it's great. He's like independent superhero who seems to, uh, if I'm remembering correctly, he's concerned about like the rights uh, of other superheroes. So mm -hmm. maybe he's like a, is he like a union superhero? <laughs> maybe I like that. Uh -huh. um, I, I think it fits Scotty. He's like independent. He's like part of a part of a broader team, but he's like an individual. He's like mm -hmm. his own person and he has a more significant role. Uh, and he's very important to the overall team in that sense. Also very clearly has the superpowers to kind of be a leading man if he wants to, but also is not, not opposed to seating the center stage to Mr. Incredible, who I guess in this case sure. would be Pascal Siakam. Yeah. There's your idea for next year, Pascal. Um, you know, he's all right to say, you know what? I can take a step back here. My wonderful powers are great and all, but you know what? Sometimes you just need that super strength to take down uh, the weird robot thing at the end of that movie. Um, Gary Trent Jr. was one half of Crisscross. We did yeah, not yeah. mention this. Uh, what did you think of this one? What does it tell you about the season to come for Gary I kind of liked it I really mm -hmm. I did like I get it so you're just putting on your own clothes kind of backwards but you're still trying <laughs> something right like yeah. you're not 
you he could have just like worn that stuff and been like i'm a hockey player because he was wearing I think, like a <laughs> hockey jersey uh-huh. um, oh he was wearing a jackie robinson jersey back backwards my Baseball. bad my yeah. bad well see what would i know yeah you're not you know, uh, not, not for you <laughs> yeah so i like that he did it i didn't i didn't i really didn't dislike it i didn't think mm-hmm. i thought he like came looking like he wanted to have fun and uh, you know a rare also to what we were talking about earlier still looked good doing it mm-hmm. like Gary could have worn this as like a tunnel fit. No, oh, 100%. Sideline injury fit, 100%. We wouldn't have been like, oh, referential to crisscross. It's just like, oh, he's, <laughs> you know, he like might actually single handedly bring this trend back. Yeah. He still could. Uh, yeah. I mean, it shows the bravado you want from a sixth man coming off the bench. And, yes. and again, the teamwork you need to be part of a duo. You, you know, I don't know where the other half of crisscross was. Maybe that's what OG was. We didn't get what OG was from the video but um yeah again exactly what you want from a guy who's going to have to be a complimentary piece and a six man mm-hmm. uh pretty good energy to be putting out there Otto porter jr suave ass cowboy uh does Love this it. just mean Otto porter jr is back to playing 82 regular season games and being like a critical piece on a really good team i sure hope so <laughs> yeah oh he looks so good uh chris boucher was a boxer did i see this i mean it was in the video it had he had like the big he had like a Raptors branded uh, boxing oh, yes. uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. cape, and then I think it said Slim Duck on the back. Okay, as well. so he had that made, or someone like definitely has made that for him at some point, mm-hmm. and he decided to fold it into this costume. I like it. You know, he is a punch. He does like punch above his weight at times. He's a punchy style player. I'll stop mm-hmm. making like punchy analogies, but. Um... <laughs> Yeah, I like it. I mean, the the costume begs these analogies. It does. uh, Yeah. Mm -hmm. It does. Um, I like it. Mm -hmm. It, I think Uh, it bodes well. So more like explosive moments from Chris Boucher coming through the season. Yeah, I feel like the the idea of like the counter punch in uh, in boxing is very similar to the idea of Chris Boucher running the floor like a maniac in transition and throwing down a hammer on somebody's head. Um, So I, I think he's going for some good symmetry with his actual on court play. Malachi Flynn was Jason. Uh, this mm. can't be good. <laughs> yeah. Like, a part of me understands that Jason is now part of Halloween canon. So, like, mm-hmm. I was talking before about classics. So, classics to me are, like, Mummy, Dracula, Skeleton, Werewolf. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Good witch. Yeah. I don't mean, like, a good like a good acting witch. Like, a good witch. Or, like, actually. a benevolent witch. No, you're... Yeah, you're, no. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. Anyway. And Jason sort of fits into that now. Yeah, but, along with like Freddie and Michael Myers, kind yeah, of but new like wave are, ghouls. Like Freddie a bit more because you can do like a, you can you kind of have to get the the clothing down and the fingers sure. and the gross like face. Jason, it's just like and Michael Myers are just slapping a mask on. Yeah. So I yeah. don't really like that too much, and I feel like he, the last thing this guy needs is more like anonymity. Mm-hmm. Yeah. mm-hmm. So. I also can't imagine Jason is a very good three-point shooter wearing that mask with the crickle of the clouded vision. True. Um, you know, yeah. the NHL goalies who used to wear those masks weren't very good because they couldn't see anything. Um, and so I worry about what this means for Flynn's three-point accuracy this coming season. Yakup Pertle, the unicorn. Uh, does this mean Yak is going to himself try to become a unicorn basketball player? Will we see him dribbling it up the floor, shooting threes, uh, dunking on people's heads, or will we see the same old, very non-unicorn-like, but still very good Yakup Pertle we've seen in the past? Former feels like a generous read. I'm not against it. That would be great. <laughs> Latter feels more possible. 
Mm-hmm. Um, who did he borrow the like backpack from? I wonder. That's a good question. Yeah. Not um, that many guys. I don't think he has kids. On the team have so I guess you just like kids. go to buy. Maybe. That. Yeah. Maybe. It's like, <laughs> hey, I bet Spirit Halloween has those. Um, would they? I don't know. Would they shop at Spirit Halloween? Probably not. <laughs> Maybe we'd send somebody to do it. Um, yeah. Yeah. I mean, again, like not crazy about the costume. Would have liked to see more from him. Maybe mm-hmm. that's my, I would, I want to see more from him on the floor too. Mm-hmm. Lastly, uh, Garrett Temple, skeleton. I feel like this is a good bit of self-awareness. He knows he's the oldest <laughs> player on the team. He's been Pretty around the longest. He's not going <laughs> to step out of his lane. Um, you know, there's nothing wrong with it. I think it's a noble sort of role to fill on a team for sure. Uh, but do you have a different reading on this? That's sad. That's a sad <laughs> literal reading. Literally, you're calling him like a bag of bones. Um, <laughs> oh, bone bag over there. Just, just take it up the 15th roster spot. And I don't like that. <laughs> I'll rather go with like recognition of being a classic. Yeah, that's fair. Yeah, I, I, I think that's um, perhaps a more generous and kind reading of it on your end. And we'll go with that. Thank and you. with that, Katie, we will wrap up today's show. Thank you so much for hanging out uh, and teeing off the season with us. Um, really excited about the season at hand. We'll be back again tomorrow. Jamar Hines will be along. We will break down the first game of the season and uh, all of its glory. Katie, anything you want to promote for the good people out there? Uh, yeah, I guess keep your eyes peeled for probably a... I'm going to commit to it right now because I'll say it. uh, Another Halloween story. uh, My favorite. Hell yeah. Let's go. On basketball feelings uh, about the NBA. Can't wait. Uh, Katie, the, the, the single biggest reason I wish we still did our old podcast is so we could do a dramatic reading of your Halloween story. We'll do one again someday. I'm sure we'll make we it. We did do them on this podcast before. Yeah, it's harder with video uh, sure. to edit it and stuff because I don't have those abilities whatsoever. We would have to like dress in cosplay. I don't want to have to switch into like Phil Jackson outfits. Yeah. Uh, but Every time, yeah. perhaps we'll see. We'll, we'll we'll figure something out down the line. Either way, thank you so much for being here, everyone. Thank you for tuning in. Thank you for being with us for 1,500 episodes. I know there's one sicko who I think has listened to all of them. Shout out Brandon. Wow. Um, uh, yeah ridiculous uh (laughs) but uh, i appreciate it so so much all of you really excited for the season to come thanks for being with the show and uh, again join the discord link is in the description it's uh it's it's super easy to join just click on the link it's free and you'll be part of our little community and our family growing around the show and uh enjoy the game tonight i'll be talking about the game in there i'm sure and we will leave you there we'll talk to you thursday another episode of locked on raptors bye-bye